Hi, Hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushman and Dustin. All right, welcome back, hunters, to the Flushman Dustin podcast. We're excited to have you guys and girls back listening to uh, our special guest today. We got Jay from Ride Glen Gun Dogs. Tia runs English Cocker Spaniels. Uh, so we're excited to bring him on, talk about his kennel, talk about the dogs that he trains and hunts with, and his passion for uplands, and uh, just some good stories that he has. So, Jay, we'll let you take it from here if you want to. Give us uh, some background of you and your kennel, and we'll go from there, right? Sounds good. Uh, like I said, my, I own and uh, manage, not manage, but own and run Raglan Gun Dogs. Uh, we exclusively train and raise uh, English Cockers, all UK-based dogs. So all of our breeding dogs come straight from England. Um, wow. Wow. A little bit of about me is in 2003 is when I really got into dogs and training. Um, I actually trained dogs and raised a few litters of puppies for Wild Rose Kennels in Oxford, Mississippi. Um, I did that for about 10 years. And then on a trip with Mike Stewart from Wild Rose, um, I was actually introduced to Cockers for the first time. Uh, Prior to that, there was no other dog in the world to me than a lab. Um, one of, uh, hunting with changed my life for, um, so that was February of 2013. Um, full disclosure, when I was, when we were going, uh, a friend of ours had arranged for us to rabbit hunt with cockers. Um, the morning we were going, I was thinking, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but growl and bite you and sits on the couch um and a rabbit hunt with one was ridiculous um we went uh our friend that arranged for us to hunt uh we went with a man named ian openshaw and if anybody knows anything about cockers really anywhere in the world ian's kind of the god of all things cockers um so i got a great introduction with great dogs and by noon that day i said screw labs i've got to have some of these guys so so Ian helped me out. Yeah, go ahead. Not not to interrupt you, Jay, but what what was it about the cocker spaniel that really just pulled you away from the lab and you just said, "Hey, this is the dog for me." What what was that? Just that, just to watch one work. Um, I oftentimes tell people that have never seen one work or or are new to them. Um, if you don't have a smile on your face when a cocker's in the field working, you have no soul and you don't love dogs because <laughs> loves its job more than a cocker does. Um, and to see, you know, a, a 20, I mean, our biggest male that we own weighs 31 pounds. Um, oh, oh, most wow. of our girls, you know, 24, 25 pounds. We have some girls that weigh 20 pounds. Um, and to see a little bitty dog like that bring a big pheasant or um, 
you know, when we're in the Dakota, sometimes I'll shoot some jackrabbits and, and to see a dog like that bring a jackrabbit back and it's dragging on both sides. It's, it's awesome. That is cool. And is that, is that, it, it's, that's small. I guess I'm not aware um, of how big I'll, they are, honestly. Um, like I said, one of our males weighs, he weighs 26 pounds. Um, and he's one of our main stud dogs that we've got right now. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's about the average size for the dogs that are coming over from the UK. The American cockers, the American English cockers, um, have gotten a little bit bigger than that. Um, that the, the authentic stuff, pretty small, yeah. pretty okay. small dogs. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so in June of 2013 is when I actually imported my first dog from England, um, a little dog by the name of Cassie. And like I said, I was always a lab guy. I always go to North Dakota to pheasant hunt with lab guys. Um, and when I pulled Cassie off the trailer for the first time in North Dakota, everybody laughed just like I did uh, when I first saw Um, Just like me, by noon that day, no one was laughing at me. Uh, because dog had outworked all the labs. That's um, crazy. And she, she was a special dog in that, um, I mean, she was the only cocker I had that year with me, yeah. and she would work hours a day in the field, um, oh, nonstop. And uh, yeah, she was just she was intense. Uh, so that's <laughs> where it all started. <clears throat> yeah, is with that. Um, that was 2013. Um, fast forward the clock to January of 2017. I had one stud dog, two or three females, um, and was was everything was great. Um, I then manager, uh, her name is Buffy, that works for me full time. We're now up to three stud dogs. 12 females and so that means we're having 12 litters of puppies a year and we wow. could probably have puppies a year and still be sold out um in fact i just before we got on here i was working on our 2022 breeding schedule uh, because that's where i'm already at deposits and stuff. <laughs> so you guys wow. have deposits for all of next year already yeah and how, how big yeah. litters are we talking per dog on average on, we, we average we average four to five. We only take four deposits per litter. Okay. Just because I don't want to be this guy that's taking 10 deposits and knowing that I'm going to disappoint somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be realistic about it. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. do you guys, um, do you guys do training with the Cocker Spaniels before sending them home? Is that an option for people that come to you guys or how does that work? Um, I, I do train a little bit for more full disclosure for me is I'm actually a full-time dentist is my real job. Oh, oh. Uh, just, just got my teeth cleaned last week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> train maybe four to five dogs a year. Um, I don't train a lot of dogs just in, um, I, I, I want to, or, over deliver on something as opposed to under deliver on something. It, it, and Jay, forgive me if you said this, but where are you located at? Uh, we are in Brownstown, Illinois. It's a little, okay. 
Oh, that's okay. not far from us. Uh, we're about an hour east of St. Louis, right on Interstate 70. Oh, yeah, yeah. So nice. I'm in Des Moines, yeah. Iowa, and then Tyler's in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah. Not far at all. Um, but no, the copters are, I mean, they're, they're gaining popularity rapidly. Um, and uh, I just happened, you know, I was in the right place at the right time to get started. Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, it's no grand plan. Uh, it's just, it's something I love to do and a dog that I found that I loved. So here we are. Hey, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, when you're hunting, so I have no experience with the, any Cocker Spaniel at all. When you're hunting with them, are they a, range, are they a rangy dog? They stay pretty close. No. They, they point? Right. They point, right? No, they flush. They flush, flush and retrieve. Um, yep. So all my dogs will probably be within 15 to 20 yards of me all the time. Nice. So I typically how I hunt is I'll have three dogs out on a walk. Um, two will be at heel with me. One will be out front working, let them work for 10 or 15 minutes and then switch dogs. Just so that way I always have a fresh dog working all the time. <laughs> that is awesome. That's crazy. You can keep so, that heel in the field like that. that is yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot. It, that's it's a, a lot, lot of, of work. Um, it, it is, it is, but you know, it's, it's like with you guys though. I mean, if it's something you'd love to do, it's not work. It's, yeah, it's right. your passion. It, you're um, absolutely right. So, absolutely right. Uh, so it's just something we love to do. And, and like I said, we've been doing it for a few years and, and things have gone well. Um, we've, yeah, I mean, we, we've just had, and we've had the right clientele, you yeah. know, to, to help us along the way too. So that, that's huge. So my, one of my uh, buddies hunted with, uh, I think it was, might, might've been a Boykin Cocker Spaniel. I don't know if there's a big difference between a Boykin and an English. Um, but he, uh-huh. he mentioned when they were in the field hunting, and maybe this comes into where the rabbit hunting is, but it would, when it was on a pheasant scent, it actually like give out some yips um, as it was on a track. I don't know if you've experienced that, would, that but. <laughs> that would be, that would be highly, uh, I would not like that. I don't want a beagle. I don't want no, a beagle. That's what I was um, thinking. I'm like, it sounds like a beagle because I had a beagle growing yeah. up when I was super young and that's what he would do when he was yeah. chasing a rabbit. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's kind of weird. But I didn't yeah. know if yeah. that was something that all Cogger Spaniels did or if it no. was just, no. just in, in, in a in Right. In a Boykin and a cocker are two totally different breeds. A Boykin is a spaniel that was originated in South Carolina, so it's kind of that American spaniel. Oh, okay. uh, where cockers, uh, obviously, they came from the UK. They were yeah. originally used for woodcock, is what they were originally used for. Okay. Um, but, yeah. So how? So and, how and what, to what, me, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, how? What's the process to get a dog yeah. from the UK? Like, that's, that's um, what I've been thinking the whole time. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of paperwork. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a process. Um, for one, I mean, we're eight flight hours away from them. Uh, so you, you have to have boots on the ground there of people that you know can get you quality. Because if somebody sends you a turd from the UK, there's really no sending it back. Um, 
So you need to make sure you're getting quality. Um, yeah, you have to have customs brokers in place. You have to have shippers in place. Um, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Just yeah, but once weird. once you know the process, it's just it's just another. You so know, I you help just, some folks you get a dog. Just go to like you just drive to O'Hare then and pick it up, or yes, yeah, yep. Wow. Uh, they come in. They come in on cargo planes, uh, so you just go to the cargo area and, uh, like I said, you have to have a customs broker to get them through customs. Yep. Uh, but coming in from the UK is simpler than it is a lot of countries because the UK is rabies free. So like when they're coming into the United States, they don't have to have a rabies shot or proof of rabies vaccination. So that simplifies it a little bit for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a process. I mean, it's a huge learning curve in the beginning, uh, but we've, we've got it down now. Nice. So all of your males and all your females have come from the UK. Yes, sir. Yeah. That is crazy. Over the years, we've probably imported, I'll say close to 20 dogs. Um, really? Over the last six or seven years, yeah. So, so do you kind of um, go through the same breeder over there to get yours, or a lot of times? Yeah, a lot. Not the same breeder, but uh, we just have somebody that helps us source the dogs um, yeah. that, that's familiar with with the breed and the trialing world and and that sort of thing. Um, and then we, you know, check things out if the pedigrees look like they're going to be something that work for us and. That sort of thing, then we go with it. So, what what kind of trials are you hopping into with these dogs? Are you doing like hunting don't. fever club? Oh, okay, I don't. don't. Re- I don't trial at all. Um, no, I've got enough on my plate tonight. <laughs> I don't need to play that game. Um, yeah. And not that I have anything against. I don't have anything against that. I just I got enough Time. going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame. I don't you. need that. I don't. Bl- right. I don't blame you. Um, but it's a uh, it's an interesting. I mean. Like, like, for example, the, so the first dog I got from over there was Cassie. The second dog I got um, was, a, was our stud, was our first stud dog named Zach. Third dog I got, the guys, I wake up one morning, the guys in the UK are burning up my phone. Call me, call me, call me. So I call them. I'm like, what, you know, what, what's going on? Uh, we've got a dog we think you need to get. And I'm like, okay, tell me about her. Uh, she's a field trial champion. Uh, she, she'll make a good mama dog for you. And oh, yeah. Out of her last litter of puppies, uh, we gave a puppy to the Queen of England. What? And I'm oh. like, okay, uh, let's get Pop over here. So, <laughs> oh, so we imported her, uh, and and she kind of helped. I mean, notoriety wise, when you've got a dog that's produced a puppy for the Queen, <laughs> that helps a lot. Um, oh, yeah. And then, uh, so that was one of our, of our first big time dogs that we got. Uh, the next big time dog that we got was a stud dog that we have named Gus. Um, his claim to fame for us was the last bitch he bred before coming here was that puppy of the Queens. So he bred the Queens bitch. Um, and Gus was, has been with us for (laughs) two or three years. Um, and he actually, we just sent Gus back to England uh, his puppies were doing so incredibly well on the trial scene over there that they requested him back for a year. Um, so in exchange, they sent us um, a dog by the name of Maladale X Factor. And anybody in the Cocker world knows X Factor. He was the 2015 Cocker Championship winner from England. So he's kind oh of a big God. time dog that we've got right now. 
Holy cow. You got like you're, the top of the line dogs. You're breeding rocket fuel over there. <laughs> yeah. And the, the last dog, a, a bitch that we just bred last week that we got at the same time as we got X Factor. Um, she won the Irish Cocker Championship last year in 2019, I'm sorry, and placed second in the British Cocker Championship in 2020. Um, oh, and I actually got to go yes. over. I owned her at that time, and I got to go over and watch her in January in the, in the British Championship. So I got to see her perform. So that's kind of a cool deal to so see my did, own dog over there. Yeah, what do they do for, like, the British Championship? What's that entail? Um, it's The cool thing about most uh, UK field trials, Labrador, Spaniel, whatever, it's just a day of hunting. Um, so there's no planted birds. Um, they, they have them typically on these huge estates. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just typically they're shooting pheasants, rabbits, uh, maybe the occasional woodcock or snipe. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's any man's game. I mean, there's crazy. no, it's not a, you know, a lot of times, I, as I understand it, and I'm not a trial person, so if you're a trial person, don't get upset with me. There's kind of a similar uh, setup you're going to go through with every trial over here. Every, every dog's going to go through the same thing. Um, yes. Over there, you, your dog may get six flushes in 50 yards. They may get one flush in 300 yards. You just don't know what you're going to get. There's no yeah, planted yeah. birds. Yeah, um, so, so it's kind of a the, true hunting scenario. Um, and like what you were saying a while ago about the dog that was yipping, if a dog makes any noise whatsoever in a field trial in the UK, again, Labrador, Spaniel, they're immediately told to put a leash on the dog and take the dog away. There's, oh, wow. That's not allowed. That's, is that a um, thing that's probably a sign of aggression, I'm assuming? So no, it's just, it's just you don't want a noisy dog. Oh. <laughs> um, no, nobody, nobody wants – I don't want to – I'm going to sit on the duck blind. I don't want to hear a dog whining and crying. Nope, nope. That's I, not agree, I agree with you as 100% well. 100% there. So, so they just don't – they do a really good job of not breeding that kind of dog. We're over here um, – and I, I jokingly, but at the same time, I'm kind of serious about this. You can be serious. Americans, that's all about. <laughs> Americans can screw up a breed of dog faster than any other population. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. It's, no and it's kind that. of sad to see what we've done. Uh, but no. So I mean, that's that's kind of our our that backstory. Is, our our, that our is claims maybe to the, fame. The neatest and most thing interesting I've ever heard. <laughs> That is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was reading your guys' bio and it said, you know, you guys said that you imported the dogs. And I'm like, how do they, this has got to be, I couldn't wait to hear this story. It is just absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, Jay, yeah. sometime we're going to have to come and over there. there's actually Ill people. Yeah, you need to come to, down here. So we're going to come over there and yeah. watch your dogs kick our dog's ass. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even want to put mine in the field next to you. I'll be like next to Miss Queen over here. My dog's just, you know, holy smokes. That is crazy. Yeah, that is um, awesome. And and honestly, I mean, it just it, so much of my dogs and, and what we are at Ripeland has zero to do with me and 100% to do with the people in the UK that have helped me. I mean, it is, uh, I've just been blessed beyond my wildest dreams of what, I'm just a kid from Southern Illinois that loved dogs. And it's like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, how the hell did this just happen to me? Um, yeah. And here you are, here but, you are seven years later 
and eight yeah. years later, yeah. and you got a kennel, and they're sold out to 2022, and the queen's yeah. calling you to get another dog up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that yeah, is just it's, awesome. uh, it's pretty cool. It's awesome how you pretty guys cool. are breeding, like you're not taken away from anything, you know, from what they're bred to do, where they're bred from. Right. It's legit right. not changing yeah. anything. That is just so awesome. I'm just like super excited yeah. about this whole process. Like it's crazy to me that you you got into this just because you loved them, and now it's this it's this huge thing, and you're getting these these dogs that are I mean, purebreds like like pure purebreds. They're not just you know there's no snippets mm -hmm. in the line or the DNA. These guys are true uh, cocker spaniels, which is I mean that's amazing because that you know like you said over in America sometimes you're like well. I don't know, you know, what am I getting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So. Um, and, and, and there's, there are, uh, I mean, there, there's, there's turds in every bunch. I mean, you guys know dogs. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you, you uh, we, we try our best. I mean, and we, and honestly, I mean, we've had dogs that we've got in that we've had for a while. We're like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't meet our standards. And we just get not, we just sell them. We yeah. get rid of them. They're not, yeah. They're not to our breeding standard of what we want our dogs to be known for and and act like. Yeah, um, that's, so that's really nice you know, you know. get you get bad ones every now and then, but it's okay. It's all yeah. part of the game. That's really nice to know. Well, so now I got a question yeah. for you. We're gonna jump back Talk past to past seven years. We're gonna go back ten years. Give us your favorite lab hunting story. <laughs> lab he hunting forgot story? Him. He yeah. forgot him. Uh, uh, did you forget him, or do you got? Do you have one? Do you have one? Oh, I've got, I've got lots. Of, um, probably one of the best. You know, the very first dog I ever trained uh, was probably one of the best dogs I've ever had. Um, a black lab named Duke, um, and Duke had lots of cool stories. And you know, when you're only training one dog and you have no children, it's Easy. like you can pour enormous amount of time into that dog. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Duke was one of those dogs that I could learn on. You know, you could, you could make mistakes, and he was forgiving. It wouldn't punish you um, and go on. But uh, we, were, we were shooting Canada's one day over a little farm pond, and uh, I'd sent Duke across the pond to get uh, a goose. He was on his way back. And here come a bunch of speckle bellies, you know, turning upside down, yep. trying to get in real hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I blew the sit whistle. He laid down on the ground with that goose in his mouth. The speckle bellies came out of the top of him, shot the speckle bellies. He finished the retrieve with a cannon. I went back and got the speckle bellies. Nice. Um, that is awesome. So, uh, and then uh, another time, one more story about him. I was, uh, we have a big hunting, a duck hunting club here. Just got in from duck hunting one morning. It got into the clubhouse and I said, Hey, uh, the game warden just called looking for you. For me, I'm like, I did nothing <laughs> wrong. And he's a, <laughs> he's a friend of mine. So I called him. I said, Hey, what's going on? He said, uh, Somebody has shot a trumpeter swan down on some of the state property. Um, he's in deep water. We need you to come get it. It's not dead. So I got to take Duke to the state property, which is open to hunting. Uh, pick up a Trump, one of the only dogs probably in America that's got to legally pick up a trumpeter swan uh, and bring it back to me. It was still alive, uh, oh, but wow. that was a cool, oh, a cool man. Duke story too. That's awesome. It is so, pretty cool. Fun stuff. 
That he was a good boy. Stuff. All right, now now to the real now to the real deal. Let's go to let's go to these cockers. Let's hear some of these. Okay. Let's hear some of these hunting stories. Yeah, I can't wait. These guys can't sound either. awesome. Uh, God, you, I, mean, I don't you know. You can They're, you can you can tell us they, too. Are they you can say, at all? Uh, say again. Are your cocker spaniels? Do they do they do waterfowl at all? I know with being in Illinois, uh, I don't know if you know, they do I have, any of that. Or... I, I have people. I have people call and want to do that. Um, and my advice is always: if you're if you're a hardcore waterfowl hunter, get a lab. Yeah. These these little dogs were not. I mean, they could do it. You know, if you live in Georgia and you want to shoot some wood ducks, absolutely mm-hmm. they can do it. If you break ice in Illinois or Iowa, picking up mallards, a cocker spaniel is not your dog. You need a lab that was made for that. Um, And again, I mean, there's a typical American, you know, we have, now we have pointing labs and we have cockers that are duck hunting. That's silly. Let's just stick with what the dogs were made to do. Let them do their job well. Um, Yeah, I have a, but no, cockers. I have a big lab. So Diesel just went to the vet today. He's, he's pretty lean. He's 87 pounds. Shut up. (laughs) If you ever, if you look at our Instagram, you you look at our Instagram page. He's sitting next to Tyler's two dogs, and he's got this uh-huh. head that is is just massive. He's a big, <laughs> yeah. he's a big boy. He is, but he's yeah. like he's kind of like LeBron James. Like he's he's big, but he can run all day. Like I don't know, really he's in good shape. Yeah, he's in yeah. good shape. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But no, the cockers. Um, it's always fun to see a cocker. Uh, sorry, but outdo the labs. No, um, hey, that's hey, that's what we want to hear. I've, People want to hear dogs. this. People want to hear this, Jay. Uh, I, I've uh, like Cassie, that little dog that I talked about earlier. She was notorious for if a bird was on the ground, she was going to be the one to get it. And I've watched her. I've watched the labs get there first, but I've also watched her go up, take the bird out of the lab's mouth, and bring it back to me. <laughs> um, she was she was pretty pretty bad. I've seen them, you know. You know, seen pheasants getting in a culvert under a road. Yep. And my dogs are small enough to get out of the culvert to get them. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, man, there's just nothing like it. I don't know how to describe it. Until you see these little dogs work, they're like, um, one of my friends described them as the Sammy Davis Jr. of hunting dogs. I mean, they're the hardest working little dogs you'll ever see in your life. That is awesome. Um, and they absolutely they will kill themselves for you if if the relationship if your relationship with them is right they'll kill themselves for you if uh it's not right they will do nothing for you they will <laughs> truly punish you if uh <laughs> if they view if they view the relationship is not right, if they view they've been punished or mistreated in some way by you mm-hmm. i've i've seen them just walk behind. they'll just get behind me and walk like screw you so- you don't want to treat me fair you go do it yourself. So in That's terms crazy. of looking at training those dogs, so like Diesel, he's, mm-hmm. he's an, he's an alpha. It had to be pretty tough on him to get, get him to do what I wanted to do. And he's, his confidence is basically unbreakable. Um, you know, is it, right. is it, is right. a cocker now? I'm assuming they're not like that from what you no. just said. No. Um, I mean, the, the, you get them that are tough. Um, yeah. But like Duke, that lab I was describing to you before. And I say this figuratively, so in case some PETA yep. person's on here. I mean, I could beat him with a baseball bat, and he would stand up and look at me like, bring it, let's do it again. That's, that's, um, how, di- that's how Diesel used to be. One of these cockers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's kind of yeah. what I figured Diesel was yeah. like. Um, 
The great thing about a cocker, though, is you don't have to do that. I mean, you know, a lot of times my voice alone will do it or, or just picking them up and shaking them by the scruff will do it. Uh, it's and it's truly it's truly training i mean and i I mean that respectfully yeah they are so they are steps ahead of me in the training process they're thinking things through that you can't force you know i can force a lab to do something i can make them do it a cocker there is no forcing it's going to take place at all um because they'll just shut down but if again if your relationship is right if if they believe in you and you believe in them and, and you know, you're truly the, you're truly the leader in the relationship, man, they'll do anything in the world for you. That's it, awesome. it's, it's upped my training game immensely training these dogs. Sounds like me hunting with Tyler. When I get hard on him, when he misses a bird, he never hits one the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, we yeah. always got to bring up the misses, don't we? we always got to bring up the misses. It's always me missing. Yeah, I don't know. Jay, I've never missed a bird in my life. Oh, you didn't know this. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Not one that we're going to tell about, right? Well, uh, everybody knows my famous one. Yeah. We, were in, we were in South Dakota a few years, Jay, and this has been on some of our other podcasts, uh-huh. but we were having a very good time out there. So I'm kind of like, all right, let's get going. Let's get this going. And Tyler, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he was just taking forever. And I'm like, dude, let's go. Come on. Let's get this field run and get done. Well, at this time we only had one bird and we were out in South Dakota for three days. And, uh, uh-huh. we're going to be out there, I think for four. So this is our third day. We come out to the field and we're getting ready and I can see diesel is on a bird and he's going to kick it up. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm salivating. I'm ready. Pops up. <laughs> rooster probably i don't know 20 yards in front of me i pull up forgot to load my gun we left that day to come home Just i was putting, pretty i was pretty irritated <laughs> like putting salt on the wound oh man <laughs> that was horrible oh, that's funny yeah and tyler's looking that's at me he's like dude what are you doing i go <laughs> i said well i didn't load my gun and I just basically turned, <laughs> turned around and went back to the truck. I was like, I'm done. Uh, That's funny. That's so funny. can you cut, like, but, the cockers, when they're working in the grass, you, they're small. Mm-hmm. Are they hard to – you said they work pretty close. So I'd imagine they're not too hard to follow. Do they kind of – do they zigzag back and forth pretty well? Or how right. do they work? Right. They're going to they're gonna quarter, quarter in front of me. Um, okay. probably, like I said, there'll be 15 yards out in front and probably 15 yards each side. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's lots of times in tall prairie grass, I'm not watching the dog. I'm watching the grass move. Okay. Literally. I mean, I'm watching where my dog's at with the grass move. Do you, do you have a bell on them or anything or? No, no, nope. no bells, no collars, nothing. They're, they're That's naked, awesome. so to speak. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Never, never had a net. Ne- with the exception of pointing dogs that I've got, I've got a Brittany and I've had some short hairs and stuff in the past. Um, never ran a collar on any dog I've ever had, a knee collar that is. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, so just all, all natural. Yep. Good. Good for you. That is awesome. Well, that takes uh, a lot of work. There's, there's times that's good for me and there's times that's not good for me, but <laughs> that's how I do it. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's a, uh, and you can tell. I mean, like it with anybody. Um, 
if, if you watch, if you know your dog well enough and you watch your dog, like you just said with Diesel, you could tell that day he was on a bird. Yep. I mean, I know when something's getting ready to happen. And that's, that's the frustrating part of, of hunting with people sometimes that aren't used to dogs. I mean, they're looking at the horizon, they're looking all over the place. I'm like, just watch my dog. Yeah, exactly. That's all you have to watch right now is just watch that dog and the birds are going to come from that dog. Um, yep. But inevitably they're looking over to the right at the tree or whatever and birds fly and you know, they're lost, but, but it's just, that, that's just anybody that hunts. Um, You gotta, you gotta learn to watch your dog and do do things with your dog. Yeah. Tyler and I are starting to learn uh, each other's dogs. Now we've hunted so well together that we can tell, like I can start telling when his dog's around one, he can tell when diesel's on one. So that's nice because they actually work. Yeah. They work really well together, Mm -hmm. uh, crossing over back in front of each other. And uh, we went to a, uh-huh. Uh, a preserve and we do that quite often when we're getting ready for hunting season we'll do that two or three times together just get uh-huh. the dogs warmed up get them running get them on some birds uh we went out we bought 12 birds right. last last saturday yep. um got 13 so nice yeah. that's that's good odds there man. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh dogs were working well um and the guy told us and for the life of me you know i know it's not a hard hunt when i do these preserve hunts and i'm not saying that we have uh-huh. like really great dogs i mean we think we do but you know to the standard is it? i don't know but he said nobody there has gotten he said he's had groups come to his preserve and get zero birds i'm like what how does that like how does yeah, that I happen how <laughs> like i was just <laughs> I, I was flabbergasted sense. i was like seriously he's like oh yeah several groups have come and never got a bird yet i was like what huh? wow. I'd, be, I'd be pretty disappointed if diesel uh, or tyler's coming. dog I would too. I'd be like, uh, maybe you're not putting them out there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's bad. That's yeah. real bad. Um, and, and something you just said, you know, to the standard or whatever. Um, do you know who Delmer Smith is? I don't. You guys know that name? He's, he's an old, he's in his mid to late nineties. Now he's in the bird dog hall of fame. He trained pointing dogs. Um, and I ran into him at the bird dog hall of fame one time and it was just, it was truly an honor to meet the guy. And I was getting ready to get a Brittany, which is what he always ran. Um, and I was telling him about it. And he stopped me and said, you know what the greatest dog in the world is? And I mean, at this point, I'm ready to pull out a notebook and a pen and a paper and start writing crap down. He said, the dog that does what you want and expect it to do, that's the greatest dog in the world. And I thought, that's awesome. you know, sometimes we put this pressure on ourselves of what a dog has to be or the standard it has to be to. Um, but if that dog's doing what we want, that's the best dog in the world. Um, I, you shouldn't judge that. your dog by what somebody else's dog does. I love that. Um, that's very so, cool. But yeah. The greatest bird dog trainer, one of the greatest of all time. Says something have to like check that. Him out. Like, wow. Yeah, so that's I, 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 I wrote yep. that down. Nice. Well, I don't think you told cool us guy. your favorite pretty story cool. about your cocker spaniels. You got to give us a couple of those. Some of your favorite hunting stories with them. Ah. Uh, favorite hunting stories uh i mean there, there's always the, the you know again they're little bitty dogs uh i've had a few dogs that that with time as they would flush and they were in tall grass they'd learn to stand up like a meerkat on their back legs <laughs> and watch the bird flush so it could be shot that is um, cool there's the the uh mike stewart like i mentioned from wild rose kennels i don't know if people know who he is or not but uh big time uk lab guy uh, he and I are very good friends, but the first time one of my dogs found a cripple that his dogs couldn't find uh, was big time pride for me. 
just because Mikey is, like I said, he's a mentor of mine, but it's like, bam, I got you. Rub it uh, in. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the little dogs went again. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's cool. I just got a picture today from a client that was elk hunting, had his dog with him, a cocker, um, had his dog with him on an elk hunt and shot a huge six by six bull. Um, and his cocker afterwards is sitting on top of the bull. Uh, so that's on our Instagram right now. That's awesome. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't know that I have a favorite story about them. It's just, they're all so, they're all so different. I mean, they're all, it's just the joy of being out with these dogs. Do you um, primarily pheasant hunt? Or are you going quail? What, uh, what are you going after? I, I will, like I'll go to North Dakota in a couple of weeks for a week or 10 days to pheasant hunt up there. But then in February, I always go down to South Georgia and quail hunt with them. Oh, uh, wow. So we do a little bit of everything around here. Um, around here, we just don't have a lot of wild birds, period. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do some preserve hunting around here. Uh, there's a lot of clients that I've got from Michigan uh, that, are, that are shooting rough grouse with them. Uh, oh, yeah. They nice. would be death on, on woodcocks just because woodcock sits so tight. Um, they'd be death on a woodcock. Uh, I mean, we've got, we've got clients all over the U S and Canada using these dogs for different things. Right. Nice. Um, so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing about us that's, that's a little bit different is like, we don't like we sell dogs, like I just said to the U S and Canada. Um, I have never shipped a puppy anywhere. I refuse to ship puppies. So if you want a puppy from us, you're required to come to us on the day we stay to come to us and you get your dog then. Nice. That's awesome. And, and pre COVID we actually, we actually did like a big, like we'd have supper for everybody, all of our clients at the kennel on Friday night, Saturday morning, we'd do like an hour and a half or two hour puppy class for them. Nice. And then would actually do actual puppy picking after that. So that way it made it, you know, when you're coming from California, it sucks to drive, to get here, fly here, spend an hour with us and say, okay, now get back on the plane and leave. So that way it made it an experience for, for families when they came to get their dogs and stuff. Oh, that's really very cool. cool. That so, is unique. I've never yeah. heard of anybody doing that. Yeah. Nice. Sounds yeah. like you guys have a great setup there, so, Jay. Uh, we'll have to uh, keep you in mind. We are very, very maybe fortunate. We'll, maybe we'll uh, have to grab a hunt with you one of these days. Yeah, you guys need a road trip to Illinois. It's not too far. Come down and see us. You know what? Yeah, that might, that might be another podcast. We'll take a tour of the kennels. Yeah, do it. We can do a podcast at the kennel. That's right. Oh. We can see all the dogs. Hunters happy we can hour. See all the dogs. So yeah. There we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. We'll bring the good old uh, bourbon from Cedar Ridge. So, there we go. The Iowa bourbon. There we go. <laughs> But, well, yeah. Jay, we, we want to seriously thank you for your time. We don't want to keep you any longer, but the yeah. information you shared with us about your kennel, uh, I, I think that's great. We actually had some people reach out to us recently and wanting to know about different types of dogs that they might want. They didn't know if they wanted a retriever or a, or a, a GSP or a poodle pointer or whatever it might be. We'll definitely throw your name out there. Well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah. We, um, we it's been a pleasure. So much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys again, hopefully. Yes, yes for sure. Jay, you All and your right. family have okay. a great night. Thank you very much. And you we'll too. talk to you later. All right. See ya.
All right. Bye-bye.